Hi friends, this is Megan. This is another episode of my podcast, Kinda Coast Fire, which is where I talk about living off a part-time income, working 20 hours per week, how that's going for me because I just started, and what my budget looks like, my fears, my wants, my desires, um, my vagina sometimes. This is, it all happens here, baby. Although as the number of people grows who listen to this, I'm like, mm, maybe I don't want to share these things anymore. Um, but you know what? I'm going to anyway. You know, my old boss once told me that the thing that she liked most about me was my authenticity. Um, I'm pretty sure that was a backhanded compliment. Anyway, today I wanted to talk a little bit about calculating Coast Fire. Actually, that's not true. I didn't want to talk about this. I never want to talk about calculating numbers. And I don't mean that in a cute little like, I'm a baby. I'm just a little girl and I don't know how to do math and I'm so cute. I just mean like, I am a girl and I am bad at math and I am cute, but that's not one of the cute things about me. Not bragging about it. I know a lot of people in the personal finance space get a big kick out of crunching numbers And that probably helps them along with their goals quite a bit. I, on the other hand, don't really enjoy it. I do track my net worth if I suspect it's gone up. (laughs) If I suspect it's gone down, it's not fun for me and I just avoid it. And I use Mint, um, so it will like try to tell me what my net worth is, but I have it set so that it just tells me what I spent in the month so far whenever I log in. So I don't have to look at it unless I want to. And honestly, I want to get to a point where I don't even have to budget. I just know my spending and know what I spend in a month and don't have to like worry about each transaction. Obviously, it's not that bad because, again, I use Mint and it automatically syncs with my accounts. So it's not like I'm in a personal Excel sheet going line by line, adding all of my spending for the month. But in my ideal world, I wouldn't even have to look at Mint. So, okay, um, for those of you who aren't familiar with Coast Fire, it basically means that I have enough invested in my retirement accounts that if I just let it, let it sit there for however many years and grow with compound interest, then by the time I'm of retirement age, I should be able to retire comfortably and I don't need to continue to... Um, deposit anything into those accounts. And that differs from actual FIRE when you're living off of your investments or dividends or whatever, which is why I can't entirely leave my job and why I need to bring in some income, but also why I've rationalized the, uh, the fact that I'm essentially living paycheck to paycheck now. So the reason I wanted to talk about this in the podcast, even though I'm not A hardcore numbers girly is because I've actually gotten some requests about how to calculate that number. So if you were one of those people, obviously it's a totally reasonable question. And please don't feel bad, especially because you're probably one of the few people listening to this right now. So I appreciate you. I'll talk about it a little bit. Um, If you ask for something, God damn it, I'm going to talk about it. Your coast fire number is one of the more difficult fire numbers to calculate because you're looking for a future number to help you reach a future number. (laughs) 
And honestly, there is a calculation for it, but I did not do this by hand. I literally Googled it. I Googled calculate coast fire number. That's how I did it. That's my big secret. And I would suggest doing that and I would suggest running it through several of those calculators because like I said, this is one of the more difficult numbers to calculate. It's very variable. It's very dependent on how you currently spend your money and how you anticipate spending your money in the future. So I would err on the side of getting more numbers and maybe picking the more conservative one. At this point, I know I'm coast fire because if I put the amount of money I have invested into a compound interest calculator or whatever, whatever you use, Excel, it doesn't have to be a literal calculator. Shit, you can do it by hand if you really want to. Um, if I put that number in and then compound it over the next 30 some years, 30, 30 years, yeah, um, I have my retirement number for 65 Actually, I have over it now because I've been coast fire for about a year. So it's grown since then. Of course, we could have a downturn in the market and I will no longer be coast fire. But with my milestones anyway, anytime I hit it the first time, I just consider that having been accomplished. Some people are more conservative than me. Some are less conservative. It's like I said, it's really based on your personal spending and your personal preferences. But basically what you'll do in these calculators is enter in the amount that you think you'll spend in retirement. And keep in mind, that's probably going to be more than you spend right now. Next, what you're currently contributing to retirement. So any investment accounts. Then probably what you think the inflation rate will be. I think generally I use like 3 to 4%. And what you anticipate your investment returns will be, which... Now, this is controversial, but I do 7%. And a Coast Fire calculator will tell you either how much you need to contribute in order to hit your Coast Fire age that you want. Like, let's say you want to stop contributing to retirement at 35. Or it will tell you what age you will be considered Coast Fire based on what you're currently contributing. I'll be collecting some sites that you can use that I personally have used if I can find them again on Instagram, so I'll, I'll try to provide everybody with those resources. I think I really tend to shy away from educational content. It's just not something I'm comfortable with. I don't feel like an expert. So I'm much more about just sharing my lived experience, and that gives me some room to fuck up <laughs> and share about my fuck-ups. So I personally like that. Someone tell me what kind of personality that is, because I'm sure there's a classification for it. But, like... Yeah, I'm okay fucking up my own life. I don't want to be responsible for fucking up anybody else's. And this is also just like, this is how I like to spend my time. Even with, you know, I've been, I've been doing this part-time thing for a week now. And I have done nothing labor-intensive in that week. I mean, I have exercised to the point that I want to exercise. I have practiced piano to the extent that I want to practice piano. Like I said, I don't play classical music. That shit's too hard. I will watch some educational TV, but I won't get, you know, I won't go beyond French reality TV for learning a language. I am here to do fun things. I'm not here to do hard things. I am a recovering overachiever and I don't want to go back. I am a huge fan of a lot of other people in the personal finance community who do a great job 
of distilling this kind of thing into educational content, into being super relatable, into doing the making those difficult things accessible, and also just doing some really hard shit, like having, you know, 10 complicated income streams. And I honestly don't know where I would be without that type of person. I probably would never have learned about personal finance. This is all pretty new to me still. I mean, I really hustled over the past few years, but I would say that I didn't like I didn't know about investing until I was um I mean, I guess I knew about it to some extent, obviously, and maybe dabbled in it when I was like 28 when I set up my um 401k up to the match, but I didn't really take any steps beyond that until I was like 30. And I swear to god I didn't know how to budget. I Oh my God, I need to dig up those old sheets. I tried to budget at one point and then gave up when I first started a job. Oh my God, I did not know how to budget. I literally spend less now than I did in 2013 because I was so bad at it. Like I just, because I really just, I didn't learn it. I didn't have anybody to teach this stuff to me. So I definitely appreciate those people out there on the internet who are doing this. Yeah, unfortunately, just not one of my personal strengths. I do kind of feel like most people fall into the category of saver or spender, even in the personal finance space. So a lot of the people I follow, for example, are savers and they've always been savers. And they're really like hustling to achieve their goals and making a lot of good progress. Or maybe they're trying to like forgive themselves for their like spending habits as they have adjusted to having more money, having more income, whatever. And then there are the spenders who are learning how to budget and maybe need a little bit more, uh, let's say, restraint. I am definitely in that second group. Total spender, have always been a spender, never learned about budgeting or saving. Honestly, I'm not even joking when I tell you it didn't cross my mind. It didn't cross my mind to save my money until I was like 26. Like, I just thought everybody lived paycheck to paycheck. I truly thought that's just how the world worked. And when people were like, oh, I bought a house. I just, those people were as alien to me as if they'd come from another planet. Because, like, how do you save up a whole down payment? How the fuck do you do that? How do you have any money left over in your checking account at the end of the month or at the end of the pay period? Now, if you like hearing about people who once had terrible spending habits and have learned how to control their money and have found some success with it, at least for now, um, you can follow me. (laughs) Still fucking up, but not as bad. That should actually be my bio. Still fucking up, but not as bad. I think the other thing that I'm resistant about with discussing Coast Fire, even though it's literally in the name of this podcast. But you know what? I have hated the name that I created for this since I created it because I really hate the fact that there's an acronym in it. I just am resistant to all the fire acronyms. But Coast Fire in particular is difficult because this wasn't even, this wasn't even like a stopping point for me initially. It was kind of just like, eh, if it's a milestone, I guess I'll pass it and then proceed Um, basically doing exactly what I was doing and contribute to retirement and see if I could retire early. And if I'm being totally honest, that's still kind of my goal. 
I'm going to see how this goes for the next few months. But I do kind of intend on working full time again and re-upping my investment contributions. Um, if that doesn't happen, I'm not going to cry about it. Actually, I cry about everything. I'm definitely going to cry about it. But not like, it's not going to be one of my serious cries, you know. <laughs> It'll be like a light cry. And I have faith that I'll be okay. Anyway, that's it. That's the episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to follow me again on Instagram, I'm bitch.fires. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify or it's now an Apple podcast. So if you're an Apple girl like me, you can subscribe there as well. I might figure out how to edit other places, but I think probably I need to focus my attention on learning how to edit before I make this, you know, available to even more people. I think I think the advice is generally like don't call attention to your bad editing in like any context where you're creating content for people. Like don't don't draw attention to the flaws. But again, you know, <laughs> I'm just so authentic. <laughs> I can't help myself. I cannot help myself. Okay. Um yes. I will see you soon. Love you. Bye.